Earbuds, Hannah Hart here to, well, frankly, level with you a little bit. The topic of today's podcast features positive mentions of a public figure who recently said some really stupid shit in response to the Me Too movement. Yep, I'm talking about Tony Robbins. The views expressed on today's podcast were recorded prior to this incident coming to light. We here at Analyze This are staunch supporters of Me Too and any and all survivors of sexual harassment or assault who have the strength to bring their stories forward. Anyway, just wanted to say that. So let's get to the good stuff. Enjoy. I feel very exposed. <gasps> Por qué? I think because we're doing this podcast. But also because my underwear <gasps> is not good. Oh, no. <laughs> Your underwear is not good. Do you feel like you can't find underwear that just doesn't fit you or doesn't get you? I feel like it's just not me. It's just not you, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good thing that I'm here to tell you all about Tomboy X. Regardless of where you fall in the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. Not just anybody, but anybody. It's important to have underwear that makes you feel comfortable, dude. That really, like, lets you feel like you inside of your own pants. Right. And that are like, hey, you're great the way you are. Mm, you don't have to change un- to yes. fit this underwear. You do. You just have to change it, like, every day. <laughs> That's, oh, I mean, know? usually. Unless you're traveling. That's customary. You've been busy. Tomboy X products come in bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts, soft bras, razorback bras, and in everyday basic colors or fun seasonal prints. All options come in sizes extra small to 4X. So, Hannah, are you thinking about trying it out? Oh, absolutely. Well, all you have to do is go to tomboyx.com slash and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And Hanalyze This listeners, our precious earbuds, will get an extra 15% off with the code Hanalyze. Again, the code is Hanalyze for an extra 15% off. So ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear today. Go to tomboyx.com slash and get started. Guys, we're going to keep talking about it until you do. Well, and we're definitely going to keep talking about it until we're both wearing underwear. From Tomboy X oh, yeah, while we're recording. Yeah, you need to get yours. Yeah. Yeah. Today on a very, very special Hanalyze This, the role of Hannah The role of Hannah Gelb will be played by Grace Helbig. You gotta keep in all the mistakes. This isn't like a YouTube video. This is the thing of you redoing and I just watched you do it and I'm like I do it. Hannah, embrace the vocal foibles. I won't. It's I what really makes podcast the most fun to listen to okay. uh, i hope you please don't edit that out in the <laughs> grace helbig has now commandeered this podcast no uh no i thank you for having me thank you for being here of course of course grace is here today because our beloved hannah gelb uh missed her train and which god i can only relate to on such a deep level yeah the amount how many flights do you think you've missed in your lifetime I think one. Like, oh, all right. Well, humble brag. So. <laughs> two, two, two. Counting. Uh, oh yeah, two. we missed an international flight together. Yeah, uh, two. I've missed exact. I've missed two. Yeah, and then I've I've missed a handful. Yeah. I literally got to the gate, fell asleep next to the gate, and then tried to get on the second flight that was not my flight. So I mm. totally do not judge in any way. And only completely understand. Well, it was funny because it, Hannah called and she's like, "Hey, dude." She, I, I see that she's called. She called at like noon thirty, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay." And I pick up. I'm like, "What's up, man?" And she's like, 
hi. And I'm like, uh, hi, buddy. Everything okay? And she's like, I missed my train. And I'm like, dude, oh, no. What time are you going to get here? And she's like, I'll be there at 4.30. And I just, and I was like, hey, bud, you know what? Don't stress. We can, we'll talk about it all night long. Don't miss your second train. I love you super much. Yeah. I made some jokes. She laughed. And I was like, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Everything gets figured out. It's all okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, it's so, it's whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Sometimes there are things that are in our control and things that are outside of our control. But really, aren't we all just looking for any semblance of control? Oh, my God. <laughs> if you find it, let me know. And I'll start looking to you. The, I uh, find that if you find it, you just hold on to it really tight. You try to control your own control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's all your reactions to things that might upset what you are, your expectations are, right? So it's like Hannah wanted to get on that train, didn't get on it. Now she's worried about disappointing you. Yep. And it's the reaction of how do I tell my friend that this has happened because I now feel like a failure. Yep. And then your reaction being cool is like so important in oh, this yeah. situation. Yeah. My, I was just like, I'm like, I totally get it. And later tonight when we're mm-hmm. done with the day. We can talk about it all you want. I will ream you. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just, no. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so in light of Hannah Geld not being here, that means that I get you all to myself. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> get ready. Why? Was that a little creepy? No. That's- totally great. And also, you should put together a voiceover reel. <laughs> Sounded great. I can see a Pixar demon in your future. Thank you. You're welcome. Speaking of demons and futures, <laughs> what we're here to talk about today is tackling our inner demons yes. via group exercises like uh, self-help retreats. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, something that I've weirdly come into having much more experience with than I ever thought I would as an adult. As someone that, you know, is a self-proclaimed, like, introvert and bad at human, like, big social... Markedly repressed. Yeah, yeah. like, it's my brand and I make money off of that now. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it's uh, it's become a very strange thing. What is your, first of all, like, background or association or connectivity to any of that? You know, I... I do feel like Berkeley is in, in and of itself, your college, is a my self-help cult. retreat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, well... You know, when you think of any kind of, like, self-help indoctrination, and, like, uh, let's just, like, delineate terms real quick. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about self-help retreats, we're talking about group-led exercises that kind of center around a figure or a practice, right? Right. Uh, yeah, there's a motive to break down whatever walls you have built up through a course of different techniques throughout mm-hmm. a weekend Amongst a bunch of other people that are trying to do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I would even, like, maybe for some people, like, a mud run is a self-help For retreat. sure. I think there's a lot of correlation between, like, exercise. Like, um, uh, shoot, what's the form of exercise where it's... CrossFit? Yeah, that CrossFit that is... seems big. like a cult. Yeah, yeah, but there's so many parallels between people that go on self-help retreats and people... It's all community-based. Mm. It's just wanting to feel like I, I'm not alone mm. and I'm going through some shit. Can I curse on your podcast? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have an, we got an explicit rating before we even cursed. Oh, there They you were go. like, these bitches. <laughs> I'm going to slap that explicit rating on. Uh, no, I feel like there's a correlation of just wanting to know that you're amongst a group of people that without judgment are all going through shit mm. and trying 
everyone's supporting each other, trying to get to whatever other side there is. Yeah. yeah. I think the closest thing, in my personal experience, uh, the closest thing I've done is I went to a CODA meeting, like a Codependence Anonymous, Anonymous meeting oh, once. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's really powerful stuff. That's yeah. why I only went once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everyone that's kind of been only goes to that meeting once. And they're like, I was like ah, too real. Too real. <laughs> um, but I like that. Like, I, I understand the motivation behind it in that it's like you're really committing, right? Because mm-hmm. usually these things cost money. They yeah. take multiple days out of your life. And when you go, you're kind of extracting yourself from your life and you're in immersed in this experience, mm-hmm. which I can see the value in that. And I can see how people are drawn to that. Yeah. But because, you know, like my dad's religion, some call it a cult. Sure. You know? and But be- you could also say that for every religion. Exactly. Yeah. But because of that, so like, Organized group stuff makes me nervous. I don't sure. think I would not benefit from it. I just get nervous because I feel like I'm so susceptible. No, th- yeah, it's been I'm like, scoop me up. Yeah, you've been indoctrinated with it since you were a child, and you now it's like if you when you the, all the kids that go to Catholic school are the ones that rebel the most when they're grown ups, and so it's that whole like you're not going to repress me, I'm going to repress me. Uh, were I, you were you raised religious? I was raised Catholic. I got all of my sacraments, um, but my parents got divorced when I was younger. And I remember my mom would take us to church. Uh, Is every- that like, a, does something happen in the Catholic church when you get divorced? Yeah, they shun you. Whoa. <laughs> in the Catholic church. So basically, you receive the Holy Communion. Um, and please don't, like, come for me because I am... I clearly did not pay attention to any of my religious upbringing, but this is my understanding of it. I don't think Catholics it. are like our n- strongest demo. That's uh, the this this gay host. He doesn't have a <laughs> giant Catholic <laughs> following. Uh, no, they. I remember. Oh, yeah. I'm gay and Hannah's Jewish. Oh, yeah. So you're the Pope isn't the next guest that's going to walk in here, dude. I think this Pope and I, I, I like us. This Pope seems, seems super cool. cool. Yeah, great. I follow him on Twitter. I'm always like, oh. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a Twitter. He has a great Twitter. I follow it. I click like. Okay, He's always sub tweeting politicians. Oh, I got a lot to do tonight. Okay. <laughs> was your mom the more Catholic one of your parents? My mom was the more guilty one. Mm-hmm. Like she was raised with Catholic guilt because mm. she, yeah, was from a Catholic family, and so we went to church uh, every week. And but we went to Saturday night instead of Sunday morning mass. Saturday night was like a half hour shorter of a ceremony, so she took us to that. Smart woman. It was great, but then she, I think as she got older and then as like the world progressed, she was just like, this actually doesn't really matter Mm. to me. I don't want you to do this for me because she was doing that to us because of her upbringing. So it was very cool for her to be able to take a step back uh, and see that it's just about your own interpretation of how to be a good person. Which is probably the best thing you can do when you go to a self-help seminar if you decide to go, Mm -hmm. is to take away from it what you can. Now, I have never been to one, Yeah, but uh, Ms. Helbig, Uh I, I do recall that you've been to quite a few? Yeah, well, I, I worked at quite a few. So I, uh, when I first started making YouTube videos in Brooklyn with yeah. my roommate, Michelle, we, and I don't know exactly how this got linked up. Somehow Michelle, uh, she was doing wedding videography and like um, just sort of uh, wanted to be an editor and that sort of thing. And she and I were doing our own YouTube channel. And then she got linked up somehow to this woman, Marie Forleo, who's huge in the self-help world now. And but this was like 2000. Marie Forleo. Forleo, yeah, check her out. Oh, um, she she looks like someone. She's a Jersey uh, girl. Co- yeah, she's 
<laughs> no, she's a Jersey girl. Oh, there she is. She's an American life coach, motivational speaker, author, and web television host of Marie TV. Yeah, she's been on Oprah. She's done all sorts of stuff. She's actually, I, as you know, like comedy and have a very, very... Uh, thick level of skepticism Mm. and sarcasm about all things that I think are dumb. And so we got hired. um, Somehow she met with us and she was like, you guys are doing YouTube. I want to get into that world. She was very proactive. Mm. Like she was a bartender and did like X thousand jobs. And so she wanted us to come like help her make videos. And she was just starting doing these like bigger conferences with women uh, in New York and then doing these retreats in Mexico and brought us on to shoot them and edit them into these like trailer packages that wow. she could use to I mean that's kind of that's kind of a tall order that yeah I was like you make packages but uh, it was basically just making like a trailer that she could use to market it for next year and so we were like yeah we know how to do this sure oh my god and which so, is by the way for those of you listening uh in the early 20s life that's what you say. Yeah, you just say yes to the dress and then you figure out how to make the dress. But then, uh, yeah, so she would have these conferences in Mexico where she would bring down like 20 to 30 women that were mostly entrepreneurs or women that had just sort of, um, and some men that had found like just a slow, a moment in life where they'd been divorced or their business closed down and they just want to jumpstart something new. And she and her partner, um, named Josh, who is an actor. He's in a ton of stuff. He's really great. Uh, They would work together and run these weekend retreats, and she would fly uh, Michelle and I down. We have videos of us, like, smoking cigars in the hot tub of the room that we had, being like, this is insane. (laughs) This is our job right now. That's amazing. It was so insane. And I walked into it being like, this is going to be such bullshit. And then... And then, wait, so just to set the scene a little, you are how old? 22, 23, maybe. Okay. And had you ever been to a self-help type conference before? I went, so she did one in this, uh, I think it was called like the Donna Karen space or something in the West Village. And we went and we shot that. And we basically, I had helped Michelle shoot weddings before. Um, and it was the same setup. It's like cameras in a room, mm-hmm. let them run, focus on like the, the speakers that go up. And so I was... Uh, very much like on autopilot of like, here's my camera that I operate, got right. this, got so this. So you were more focused on the work than... Yeah, and then got into the room and like listened to people talk. And I also am just very, as much as I am sarcastic and skeptical, really susceptible to yeah. like It's all just a layer things. to protect your nougaty center of oh, just sponge-like absorption. I love inspirational things. I, mean, I love it, dance videos, especially like young kids succeeding at things that are artistic and beautiful. Oh my God. And so the whole weekend I was like, this is a little weird and something I wouldn't sign up for. But oh my God, this is very inspirational to just be in this like slowly building energy mm. source that's happening. So I left that weekend being like, whoa, that was really way cooler than I thought it was going to be. And so then we went down and did these, like, retreats that were way more concentrated on, like, individuals than a bigger room. Mm. And we were only even let into, uh, you know, a fraction of it because they want to, like, keep a lot of it kind of just personal. And a lot of people aren't comfortable being on camera, obviously. Of course. It's for all the reasons that we said earlier, which is, like, you go off to this conference and you want to be, you know, extracted from your life a little bit. Right. And these are all women that have been working in this program over the course of a year that, like, remotely from wherever they lived across the U.S. And we're meeting some of them for the first time. And so it was, like, they had been in these, like, chat room groups 
talking about different things on a weekly basis, but they were meeting. So it was a lot of layers of mm. stuff happening. Now, let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So after you're done helping establish Marie TV, or after you're done working with Marie, yeah. had you... Or actually, no, this is a question I want to ask. Oh, well, just a quick note. Uh, for anyone that knows Marie Forleo, I'm still on her, like, uh, newsletter, and it goes out daily. And it honestly is, she has this one phrase, and I have to give her credit because I often say this without remembering, everything is figureoutable, oh. is, like, her phrase that I heard her say, like, 10 years ago. And I oftentimes catch myself saying that in interviews and being like, that's not a unique thing to me like that is pulled from someone else i like that phrase everything is figure outable but it's it's really true at its core that yeah. it's like if you take a problem that is affecting you you can if you really want to figure it out you can break it down and figure out exactly how to do it right but sometimes yeah. the struggle is the impetus to figure it out you know which yeah. is like ah oh, look at this problem well better let that fester yeah exactly exactly <laughs> i think that there's like a healthy balance right between mm-hmm. skepticism a healthy amount of skepticism and sure. a healthy amount of susceptibility yeah because in the self-help world I'm, you know, it's a lot of bullshit. Yes. It's a lot of direct and utter bullshit. It's the reason I've written two self-help books that are meant to be based on slight bullshit. Grace is God. Yeah, uh, and Grace and Style. But there's uh, that was what I was walking into being like, this self-help world is like, it's just people reiterating the same things in a slightly different jargon. And none of these are professionals. These are just people that have decided... I didn't pan out in what I was doing before, but I can be a life coach or, like, I can be a self-help guru in some way. You know, and if it works, is that bad? You know? Exactly. If it works for somebody's life? That's what I took away eventually was, like, you know, it's not – if it doesn't work for me, that doesn't mean it's bullshit. Mm. It's bullshit for me, possibly, or just not the right fit for me, but – Watching, going to Mexico and doing these retreats and watching these women of all different ages have like insane breakthroughs. And I was even like 23 being like, not even knowing that I had multiple breakthroughs to go through in my future, (laughs) but watching them like heal or like figure out stuff about themselves was very eye opening and really made me kind of pause on how uh quickly i was to call bullshit on something yeah. and realize that certain you different people need different things to help them move forward that's right that's right and speaking of moving forward i would love to hear more about your most recent self-help conference uh the trip yeah uh, to see tony robbins <laughs> mr tony robbins and we will right after this oh cliffhanger do you like that i liked it Ever wondered how the hosts of Big Deal Podcasts, besides this one, got their starts? Yeah. Or how the founders of companies that feel like they're literally everywhere, ahem, away, built those brands. Girlboss has your back. The force behind Girlboss Radio is bringing their mission of celebrating extraordinary women to life with hashtag Lip Stories, a brand new podcast series presented in partnership with Sephora Collection. Wow. As a first for both Girlboss and Sephora Collection, this custom series puts powerful, ambitious women at its center, asking them to tell their own stories in their own words. Over the course of six episodes, Hashtag Lip Stories takes a deep dive into the lives of creators, founders, and thought leaders like Amina Tosso, co-host of Call Your Girlfriend, Pia Arobio, designer for LPA, and Jen Rubio, founder and CEO of Away Luggage. These women will open up about their defining experiences building businesses, tackling the seemingly impossible, and creating space for personal well-being. The series will feature six episodes, interviewing Aurora James, creative director for Brother Valleys, Pia Arobio, designer for LPA, 
Molly Hayward, founder of Cora Tampons, Amina from the Call Your Girlfriend podcast and founder of Lady Tech Mafia, Sarah Rob O'Hagan, CEO of Flywheel, and Jen Rubio, founder slash CEO of Away. Tune in now and be sure to subscribe to hashtag lip stories wherever you listen to podcasts. Hannah Gelb, I know a lot of things about you. Do a you? Lot, a lot, a lot, yeah. But I don't know this. <laughs> Have you ever been to Portland? Portland? Portland, Oregon. Uh, in the Pacific Northwest? Yes, Land. one of the most beautiful places in the country. God, why do we not live there right now? I don't uh, know. I was in Portland when I was very young, but I also passed through a couple years ago, literally for an afternoon, and it was so magical. And I went to a biscuitery. A biscuitery? A biscuitery. Oh, man. Amazing. Not only does Portland have coffee shops galore and so many microbreweries and beautiful nature, it also has biscuiteries. <laughs> I mean, it has every array that you could possibly desire. Mm. And, and every array and every array. <laughs> You know, what I remember about my last trip to Portland is the farm-to-table dining, innovative food carts, acclaimed craft beer, stellar coffee, and more. It's hard not to eat local in Portland. It's also a hub for artists, entrepreneurs, and creators alike, with community studios, warehouses, and maker spaces that let you do it yourself your way around town. You could DIY your way around town. <laughs> that is incredible. Also, bikes. Bikes. So many bikes. Super into bikes. Mustaches. You know, I'm a fan of facial hair. You are a big fan of facial hair, and you're going to find facial hair galore in Portland. (laughs) Another thing you'll find in Portland is things that are scented like camping gear, like candles and like, I don't know. I just feel like when I think of Portland, I think of a soap or a candle that smells like a campfire. That's what Portland feels like to me. Oh, my I th- friends that live there, they hike with like ropes and stuff. Oh my God. So amazing. Wow. If you guys want to start your own Portland daydream, go ahead and visit travelportland.com and start planning your trip today. Remember, you can in Portland. Does that mean if I go to Portland, I'll learn to love myself? You can in Portland. I hope so. Thanks, buddy. Have you be honest with me? Yes. Have you have you gotten a chance to listen to the podcast yet? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm very honest with you. No. I know. No. Good. I've had a chance. I've only been watching Wild World Country and giving notes on Mamer and I's new show. That's like literally all I've been watching and doing. Oh, speaking of, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, your guys' new show, This Might Get, mm-hmm. brings a genuine smile and chuckle to my face every Yay! time I watch. Yeah. And we can't wait for you to come on. We're yeah. so excited. Oh my God. When that lady read your faces, the doctor lady... She was like, we had her ask. We, I was like, I can't believe Hannah's not here for this episode. One, because it's something that you'd be totally into. Yeah, I agree with my face. Uh, but two, she read our pulses off camera later, and it was like really interesting. And she's, you know, we gave her the caveat of like, don't tell us anything like insane on camera. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she, I think she still held back off camera. So yeah. I, I want to be like, please, please tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah. And this, for those of you that don't know, this is a, an Eastern medicine practitioner, a doctor yeah. that actually can read about your personality. And yeah, your- her name is Dr. Cow. Uh, and she, the craziest thing on that video is how much, speaking of people calling bullshit on things, how much people were so 
opinionated about Eastern medicine. Really? Yeah. And it's to me, it's like teach their own. You know, yeah. it's like if you you can believe it if you want. She didn't read my face to give you your results. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like what? What? It's also like if people get upset that you might like tarot cards, for instance. Mm-hmm. And it's like it doesn't affect you and your life. So I tell you, don't yuck somebody's yum. I'm like, whatever, man. That's, as long as you're how not. How you not made that into a t-shirt? Because I don't. I should do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like as long as you're not having a negative impact right. on my life, do whatever you want. Yeah. The lives of those I love, etc. Yeah. But you did mention Wild Wild Country. And before we get into Tony Robbins, I want to talk a little bit about this documentary we both binged. Yeah. And if you haven't yet, I highly recommend it. It's fascinating. It's on a fascinating. Lot, it's a slow roll because I just watched Waco right before that, which is... It, I watched the documentary about Waco, then watched the scripted I saw series. Brooks's Instagram. Yeah. He was like, this is my, like, new, my person. Yeah. <laughs> they only t- like cult documentaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I am, we've been obsessed with them. But then we watched Wild Wild Country because um, a couple friends told us, like, if you guys like that, you have to watch this. Mm. And, you know, it's like this slow roll into, like, It's no. a six-part series about a religious group in Oregon. It basically, it's about a town that— That's, Well, it's a religious group that started in India. It's a religious group that started in India, and its followers and practitioners bought land in Oregon. And many of them, by the way, were American. So a lot of people that went to India—like, this group is basically, like, white, upper-middle-class people. But it's—it in, it's gets to such levels of— how, why, how are these, what's going on? It's crazy. Did you feel, so wait, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. So did you feel when you're starting to watch this documentary, which is fantastic in the way that it delivers this slow burn, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're starting it and you keep, I kept waiting. I was like, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? I can't tell who I'm rooting for. Yeah. I can't tell who I'm rooting for. Were you ever concerned when watching the documentary that you were getting indoctrinated? Oh, (laughs) now I am. Uh, No, because it was insane. One, my whole thing that I just kept screaming every episode the entire time where are they getting all the orange clothes why where are they getting it everyone has different variations of orange and maroon clothes yeah and this is pre they had the shop on the the campus pre-american apparel Right, they were I, dying. Like, I think they were dying them and making them because they made all their own stuff they basically set up an entirely self-sustaining city yeah, it, it, they sims themselves. They, they city <laughs> themselves in such a way that was so impressive. And then you hear the dark side, and then you're like, ooh, that woman's really bad. Mm-hmm. And I, she's really bad, and still no one is holding her accountable for being really, really bad. But then even at the, yeah, it's, it was such an interesting web of corruption that you couldn't tell where the root was coming from. Right, and where the brainstorming was coming from. And I think that, to connect these two, is that, I and something I thought, too, is like this idea of brainstorming um, is something that I think, one, is overtly negative obviously uh and too super associated with like self-help retreats and like wait unpack that for brainstorming in what sense brainstorming in terms of like giving you uh a lot of people think that people are like under the spell of like self-help gurus you know like dr phil and all these people that are like touting all this like quote-unquote wisdom Mm -hmm. at you um and there's also like cognitive recall in terms of like hypnosis in a lot of ways and like uh condition like classical conditioning that sort of thing you know oh my god so it's almost like pavlovian in the way where it's like okay everybody we're here in this room let's all open ourselves up right that's the thing too is that the it's it's dissimilated a little bit and they a lot of people that are doing all the interviews throughout the the docuseries 
seem very well adjusted in a way that's like bizarre almost because you hear about people in cults having to be like pulled out somehow by like or extricated somehow in a way and then like unbrainwashed in a way it's really hard to tell if it was a system of teaching or a system of power it's it's interesting the religion continued on after that the city had disbanded and etc oh yeah yeah but that being said, so this is why I, I don't I don't I'm so nervous to go to like a self help retreat. No, and that's I I uh, we talked about this a little bit before that I so I went to this Tony Robbins retreat a couple years ago called Unleash the Power Within, mm. and like working with Marie, I was very kind of skeptical. Um, because this was a grandiose thing. And Tony and- Robbins, I mean, I don't know how many of you have name recognition for mm-hmm. knowing who that is, but Tony Robbins is somebody that I feel like, at least in Los Angeles, like he's somebody people know, right? They're like, he's like the number one self-help guru uh, globally. He's, yeah. he, he is this, the the face of it, you know? And so he's larger than life. He's and- literally like six, six. Oh, he's physically, a- he's larger than life. It like he could have like crushed my hand. Like a, if you imagine, pick up a grape right now between your two fingers. That's his hand on my head. Like that's how big he is. And his voice. I was listening on this drive over. I was listening to him talk, and his voice is this very deep, powerful voice that he's, you're like, oh my god, it's pretty bonkers. So I went in obviously like this is just gonna be such bullshit. Like this. So is- how long was the retreat? So like- this was his shorter retreat. He offers a variety of different kinds of retreats. This was, I think, uh, three three days, maybe four days with travel in Florida because that's where he's from. And so it, he does tre- retreats uh, all over the world or conferences all over the world. The, a lot of them happen in Florida because he lives right there. And so I went uh, with my ex who had gone to one before and just had a really powerful experience. And so this also was Tony wanted to learn about the world of digital. And mm-hmm. so he invited... So you have this opportunity to go on this retreat. Yeah, with the the op, the potential opportunity to maybe talk to him throughout the retreat. So I, it was going in kind of blind of like going to this retreat that I hear is really great, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. And were you all... Does everyone at the retreat stay in the same hotel? Like give me a picture of like... So people stay uh, in all different hotels. It's like it was in... I think it was in Fort Lauderdale. I don't remember exactly. Um... Yeah, we went down and then it's basically you get your like welcome packet with everything in it. Everyone that all the volunteers are already in this like very um, elevatedly happy mood that you're like, for someone like me, this a, a normal person that's going down to this retreat is re- they're ready to like get their breakthrough on. Yeah. I was going in being like, oh God, I don't know is if I'm this... ready to have a breakthrough yeah. around people that I sort of know and like what. Well, and- also, I mean, and I wonder if you felt this way. Did you feel any hesitance because you are a recognizable figure? Well, I only felt hesitance because I was going down with a bunch of other YouTube creators that I didn't know on a very strong personal level. Oh, so then the anonymity is gone. Exactly. Mm. That kind of the anonymity would be, I think, more empowering or uh, uh, an easier course than going down with people that you're like acquaintances with, yeah. that you're like, now we're going to say some weird shit to each other. Right. It's like, cool, well, like, I'm going down with Todd from accounting. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to see them sometimes, not every day, but sometimes. Yeah. And so went down with this kind of like already a little bit of hesitancy um, on that regard. And then you go in and it's very like my caveat is he's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that right now because I was like totally changed in in a way about him. Not not for me necessarily about like the whole thing, but uh, 
it was you go in the first day is like he explains uh there's a lot of different presenters and like he sort of explains like, like openers like opening acts yeah sort of and then he sort of explains like what you're gonna do and see kind of and like it's sort of vague and you have like a workbook and you get like your tote when you walk in that has all the stuff that you would need and they basically like it's literally from like 8 or 9 a.m. until whenever he wants to stop. Wow. We went to like 1 a.m. one what? night. I don't think I can handle that much reflection. And so it's not it's, – and it's in this conference room with like 3,000 people and you can come and go as you please. Doors are all unlocked and open. Okay. It's not cultish <laughs> like that. So you can go get food. They sell like, you know, lunches and meals and everything out there. Uh, Wait, there's no break? It's not like intermission? No. It just goes? There's occasionally like a 10-minute go get a snack and come right back. His idea, and the thing is, he hardly leaves the stage. He wow. is like mega man. It's so insanely impressive. And also, like, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, Tony Robbins, this like cliche name in the self-help industry. And then he gets on stage and it's fully packaged to the point that there are bits and sound cues and videos that play that are it's literally like watching a youtube video happen in real time wow there are so many like funny moments and then he helps real people in the audience and like breaks them down in front of everyone oh my god and it's it's really so impressive that it's hard to um criticize in any way And Were there any uh, particular exercises or like practices? We walked over hot coals the <gasps> first night. You did that? Yes. You walked over a hot coal? I did. My ex-boyfriend did. His mom did. His dad did. Like it was the so... The first night? I thought that was like the, the penultimate night. Wow. That's how he gets you into such a shooken up space where you just, you get so, and you're in a room of people that are ready to feel something different than what they're currently feeling Mm. and so there is an actual like intangible energy that happens that's Mm. infectious and that you can't deny you know i feel like that must play a factor right because for a lot of these retreats uh you know they're expensive or they cost money right and And that's the thing is like we this we didn't have to pay for the retreat we paid for our travel right and this is a lot of money for people that for your average day-to-day person to go and I, I feel like in that way almost if you've taken the time out of your schedule from work perhaps taken some vacation days etc mm-hmm. and if you've put drop that kind of money it's like even if I hope this is my hope yeah even if it's bullshit that you do get something out of it right but here's the thing that I will say is the value in this is that Tony Robbins, and trust me, I'm not getting paid by him at all. I, I'm not making no, any yeah, money No, she barely of this. knew that this was going to be the topic. I called I her would, on the way here. Yeah, I would love to be able to shit on how terrible it was. No, it no, was fantastic not, because— Not here on Analyze This. No, he is so—the thing that I took away the most, I, I would like to go back on uh, a time that I'm more open to work on myself. I think I was more observant of, like, what this thing was. And that's your process, though, right? Because right. it's like, how are you going to go, A, you're with people that you said are acquaintances, right. and B, how are you going to go into an unknown environment? Plus, I've been to something like this on a much smaller scale before, and I've watched it happen, so I'm curious as to see, like, how this happens versus, like, how it affects me. Right. And so... You're observing the event first. Yes. Mm. And so he was... He gave like two 
thousand of himself to everyone. Like how his vocal cords aren't completely shredded and he's a mute is unbelievable to me. He must not speak if he's off stage. I he literally would go off stage and we found out like he does his meetings within like three minutes going off stage when everyone's doing like their meditations or whatever it is in between different exercises. Yeah, he's on stage giving his all, sweating, change like going backstage, changing his shirt into a different shirt because he's like sweated through an entire shirt. It's like. Wow. It was so, like, you couldn't help but feel like this guy is giving everything to me. I should give at least something back to this person. Right. And he was super dedicated to that. So I can say in terms of, like, it is really expensive. Yeah. But if you are open to that experience, like, that was the most impactful person I've ever seen. I've had very limited experience with seeing other people do this sort of thing. Yeah. But that, to me, was the most, like, show-stopping thing. was, like, this guy, for three days... you're, You're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Uh, yeah, you're getting so much of him for oh, your buck. Okay, now, because I don't know, because mm-hmm. I've never been, give me an example of what the course of a day looks like. Because right now I have this image in my mind of somebody just talking a long time. Yeah, they talk a long time, and then you do different, like, you have a workbook that through the weekend you work through. So it'll be stuff like, um, he has a very, like, specific pillars of stuff that he, like, works through, where it's, like, helping you figure out exactly what your um, main things are that you want where you like you he talks oh, about I remember you talking about this little like a little bit about like your root value or yeah. like what was it ah. you talk about your um, like your insecurities I've, I've got obviously three pillars of success is yeah. that it there are like the core things that he talks about are like uh, oh what's the way to phrase this where it's like you go through like your love languages in a way mm. almost okay where you go through Um, he has these different categories of like things that make you, that you're the most, you prioritize more than others, whether it's like, um, financial gain or certainty or, Mm. um, Oh, certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, where it's like, ah, six basic needs. Yes. That's it. Six core human needs. You go through your core human needs. And then when you're really honest with yourself, you can identify your top two and that helps you one in every single interpersonal aspect in your life. Okay. So I'm going to, for those of you listening, I'm going to read what the needs of the personality are. And you can't hear this, but Hannah literally just put on her glasses like, like a she... little old lady. Okay. So um, the first four of the six core needs are defined as the needs of the personality or achievement. They are certainty, the need for safety, stability, security, comfort, order, predictability, control, and consistency. Uncertainty slash variety. Wait, that was the description of certainty. Correct. Yeah. Next, uncertainty slash variety. The need for variety, surprise, challenge, excitement, difference, chaos, adventure, change, and novelty. So you want, so you are one of those, certainty or uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Then the next two are significance, the need to have meaning, specialty, pride, need, want, sense of importance, worthy of love. Another, love and connection, the need for communication, unified, approval, attachment, the need to feel connected with others, intimate and loved by other human beings. So those are the needs of the personality. And then the last two that they want to talk about are the needs of the spirit, which are the needs of the spirit that provide structure for fulfillment and happiness. The first one is growth, the need for constant emotional, intellectual and spiritual development and contribution, the need to give beyond ourselves, give care, protect and serve others. Right. Wow. So when you go down that list, you basically are, you have to sit in a room with 
3,000 other people and go through that list and really, really try to be honest with yourself on what you value. Man, there's like a whole thing here. It's, you know, there's questions here. You know, it's certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Wow. I mean, that's some real hardcore reflection. When you honestly do it, it's like very like releasing Uh, Mm. because I always thought like I'm very much a a creature of needing certainty, needing to know what I'm doing, needing to know what my schedule's like, needing to know like what this person thinks or feels or what I'm what's coming up. And I was so adamantly against that. I was like, oh, no, I'm go with the flow. I'm very laid back. There's no way that's a bad thing. That's negative. And then when you realize like, no, that is like what I need. It helps you operate so differently with people mm. and communicate so differently with mm. people. Um, and and it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, if I had to add a glance, I would probably think that I am a variety versus certainty person in that that's kind of why I like doing Pilates because it's like, we're doing something different every yeah. time. Um, but okay. You know, so but once- it's crazy because there are things that you think you are because you, you want to be that. And then there's things that you actually are and you think you push against them because you think that that's bad and the thing that you don't want to be but it's none of these are bad right it's just okay to understand exactly what you are you're right none of these are bad certainty significance love growth contribution variety those are all positives yeah it's just a matter of figuring out what you are and that way when you're with like a significant other and they're like you're not spontaneous. You're like, yes, I am. But then when you realize, like, no, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm spontaneous when I know what we're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That doesn't count? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't count? <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, my last questions are as follows, because I'll let you go. And thank you so much for being here. Oh, uh, yeah. Great. Me. Me. One, once you've figured out these things or start to figure them out, what do you do with them? Like, does what's the next step? It's like, okay, cool, you're a person of certainty. What does that mean? Well, it depends on what you figure out for yourself. Because a lot of the things that I figured out for myself, and I'm still, you know, you're always a work in progress. So mm-hmm. thank God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to get to the thing where I feel like I'm done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's like re. Kind of like switching like a weird lens on like how you experience your relationships with other people. Mm. And also for me, a lot of it was realizing that lifting like a shame curtain off of like things that I thought Mm. I shouldn't be. Like I I shouldn't be the person that's like, I need to know what's going on. But like I honestly am more comfortable and more myself when I know exactly what I'm going into this weekend or to this party or something. Yeah. It's like knowing what allows you to be your comfortable self while feeling safe and protected allows you to be your bigger self. Yeah. So I think it just just having that really kind of um, introspective knowledge of what you value uh, helps shift your focus on the way you talk to other people, the way you explain yourself to other people and the it, on personal and professional levels. Mm. I think it just helps you, I don't know, it, it's kind of a relief in yeah. a way to yeah. realize like this is especially when you find yourself overreacting to something, oh yeah. you have a very direct connection to be like Oh, this is why, because this person wasn't clear with me on this certain thing. And I'm very much a creature of certainty. So this is, it's not about this person at all. It's about my my reaction. reaction It's so big. Wow. Well, that's invaluable self-knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My second, my final question is this, um, scale of one to 10, would you ever do it again? 
Oh, 10 for sure. 10? I would absolutely do it again, especially because it makes me nervous. And I think things that make you nervous are things that you care about in some regard and it's worth pursuing. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. Um, Grace, do you have anything else you want to say to our earbuds, which are our uh, analyze this uh, rabid, avid listeners? Uh, well, keep listening because it's only going to get better from here. And wait, would you ever go to a Tony Robbins thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. I mean, I don't think I could pay attention to anything from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. That would be the actual curious thing. I think you honestly, by the end of it, would have like an extreme, not breakthrough, but just like, I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay. Just saying. Okay, okay. Well, I am willing. So tweet at Hannah if you want her to go to a Tony Robbins convention in the near to distant future. And if you guys don't already, be sure to check out Grace's podcast, Not Too Deep. You can subscribe to it, and you can also watch it online, right? Uh, You can listen to it on YouTube for the moment. We're going to try and get some videos going up. But also, Hannah will be on uh, an upcoming episode of This Might Get, a show that Mamrie and I have started, youtube.com slash this might get. Yes. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Great review. Uh, Subscribe. I don't really know the outros for podcasts. I don't do an outro. I just say bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye.